Chapel, it is good to see your faces. Thanks for being here. I'm thinking of the word with. With. Say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. With. A little bit louder. With. Perfect. Over the past few weeks, our community has been learning new ways to be with each other. Fair to say, it's not been easy. There have been struggles with this. In moments, there have been fabulously generative ideas for ways in which to be with each other. We are committed to being with one another because it's the right thing to do. Thank you for your commitment to being with. And then, Welcome to virus season. The Office of Campus Ministry has been asked to assist the community as we try to be with one another in a manner called social distancing. I don't like this phrase at all. There's nothing about it that makes sense to me. It's just awful. But, as a way to be committed to you, to be safe, and not an encouraging spreader of virus, we will be with each other in this room in different ways. To that end, you might have noticed I was sitting quite a distance from Belle when we walked in today. Maybe you didn't notice at all. Is that because I don't like her? No. That's what social distancing looks like. Again, I hate it. But we're committed to being with. So we're going to practice a few things to be with each other differently in chapel. Your brain will go quickly to the end of the service where we say, share a sign of God's peace with one another. And how in the world are we going to do that? We have options. The simplest is this. Look at someone, this. It's peace. Got it. Another one. You can look at somebody and say, peace. My eyes got your eyes. Peace of God be with you. Another one. You can bump elbows. Peace. Speaking that word out loud. Another one, if you're bold enough and if you're dance-friendly enough and balanced enough, you could actually read out, reach out with a leg and bump ankles with each other. Or as uh, Dr. Peter Carlson said earlier today, the peace of God be with you all, and then what we all do is jazz hands. <laughs> so we have lots of options. Let's, for a moment, Practice elbow bumping. Ready, set, elbow bump. Thank you very much. A moment of peace. And then uh, I happened to be over in food, or over in the Almond yesterday enjoying lunch, and one of the food service uh, colleagues came up to me and said, um, uh, if I share with you a need for prayer, would you ask the chapel community to pray? Well, there was part of me that 
wanted to laugh a little bit and say, no, we only pray for people that come here. We don't. I said, most certainly, we know how to pray. We do that regularly, we do it frequently. And so, I would ask you to put the name of Dave on your prayer list. Hold him close. Hold our food service worker close. And then, I'll report back to her that her request is met by all of you who wish to pray for her. Thank you for your assistance and your care. Today we read from the book of Hope, first from chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. Pero su mujer le dijo, ¿Todavía te empeñas en seguir siendo bueno? Maldice a Dios y muérete. Job respondió, Mujer, no digas tonterías. Si aceptamos los bienes que Dios nos envía, ¿por qué no hemos de aceptar también los males? Así pues, a pesar de todo, Job no pecó ni siquiera de palabra. And from the chapter 42, verses 10 to 12. Después de que Job oró por sus amigos, Dios le devolvió la prosperidad que tenía. Y aún le devolvió dos veces más de lo que tenía. Entonces fueron a visitarlo todos sus hermanos, hermanas, y todos sus antiguos conocidos. Y en su compañía celebraron un banquete en su casa. Le ofrecieron sus condolencias y lo consolaron por todas las calamidades que el Señor le había enviado. Cada uno de ellos le dio una parte de dinero y un anillo de oro. Dios bendijo a Job en sus últimos años más abundantemente que en los anteriores. Llegó a tener 14 mil ovejas seis mil camellos, mil yuntas de bueyes y mil asnos. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. I was born at 10 a.m. on August 31st, 1999 in Martinez de la Torre, Veracruz, Mexico. When I was six months old, my mother brought me to the United States to secure a better future for me, both education and safety-wise. Whenever I was asked where I was born, I was always proud to say that I was born in Mexico, and I thought it was pretty cool that I was different from my friends who were born in the U.S. I grew up not knowing that nine, a nine-digit number differentiated me from the rest of my friends. It wasn't until middle school when I realized I was different from my friends. My mom came home crying one night from work, and I overheard her tell my dad that she was afraid that her job had found out that she didn't have a social security number, and she thought that she was going to get fired. I didn't know what a social security number was, so I Googled it. In the United States, a social security number is a nine-digit number issued to U.S. citizens, permanent residents, and temporary residents. I sat and thought to myself, if my mom have ever told me my social security number, and then I realized I didn't have one because I wasn't born in the United States, and neither had my mom or my dad. 
I Googled everything you were able to do with a social security number, and I realized that you were able to work with a social security number, you were able to apply for financial aid for college with a social security number, you were able to do many things that I wasn't able to do because I didn't have a social security number. For some reason, I created this idea in my head that I was never going to fulfill my mom's dream of going to university and that I loved and studied a topic that I was passionate about. I felt limited in my opportunities and wasn't even sure I should keep trying in school because I didn't even know if I would be able to attend uh, university without a social security number. I remember telling my mom that there was no point for me to work hard in school if I wasn't going to be able to go, but she told me that by the time I attended college, they would be encouraging students like me to apply to every university. And she was right. In high school, I decided to talk to my college counselor, and she told me that I was able to attend a university even if I was an undocumented student. This was the first time I heard the term undocumented student, and even though I didn't like labels, I owned it. At last, I felt like even though I wasn't born in the US, I still had so many opportunities ahead of me, and I was ready for them. However, life doesn't always go your way. In May 2013, my father got deported back to Mexico, and eight months later, my mother committed suicide. I felt like I was being punished by losing my two main support systems that were guiding me through life. After my dad got deported, I thought to myself, it's okay, you can go visit him. But then I realized if I did go visit him, I wasn't gonna be able to come back. When my mom killed herself, I thought about risking all my opportunities for an amazing education just so that I could have the comfort of my dad by my side. But I couldn't get myself to do it and lose everything my mom had worked for. My mom's funeral was the first funeral I ever attended. She wanted to be cremated and she wanted half of her ashes to be spread in Colorado and the rest to be buried next to my grandpa in Mexico. After the funeral, my main focus was to make her wish come true. Yet once again, I realized that I wasn't able to go to Mexico because I wouldn't be able to come back. For six years, my mom's ashes remained in Colorado and in my opinion, I don't think that she was able to rest completely during those six years. As of now, you may be thinking how limited I must have felt knowing that I wasn't able to see my father for seven years and not being able to bury my mom's ashes for six years. And trust me, I felt trapped without being able to do anything. Just like Job, I had lost my security. My family and I did not know what my future was going to look like. I felt limited, but God is limitless. On July 9th, 2019, I received a phone call from my immigration lawyer telling me that I was no longer undocumented. I would no longer have to label myself as an undocumented student, but instead as a permanent resident. When I heard the news, I cried. I cried because I knew that after 19 years of living in fear of being deported, after seven years of not seeing my dad, and after six years of not being able to bury my mom's ashes, there was nothing that could hold me back. On January 27, 2020, at 9.01 p.m., I landed in Veracruz, Mexico, and after seven years, I was able to see my dad. On January 29, 2020, on my mom's seven-year anniversary of her death, I said my farewell to my mom as she was being buried next to my grandpa. 
And on February 2nd, 2020, at 12.37 p.m., I was passing immigration and customs controls without the fear of being deported. For 19 years, I felt limited, and I am blessed that I am one of the few to be able to become a permanent resident. However, there are still many other undocumented and documented students who still feel limited. Today I stand here sharing this story with you because there are many times where we feel that we are limited, but I can guarantee you that there is a reason why you are being limited right now. And you won't find out if you don't keep fighting to break that limit. Just like God gave Job twice as much as he had before, there will come a day where you will also receive much more than what you have worked for. Thank you. Eternal One, thank you for your presence being with us at these emotional and real and sad times. We know that your thoughts and ways are not ours, and you alone are God, awesome, holy, and most high. Teach us the ways of faith and wisdom that we, like Job and others, may learn truly to see and hear and in humility find blessings. Amen. Eternal light, shine in our hearts. Eternal goodness, deliver us from evil, eternal power, be our support, eternal wisdom, scatter the darkness of our ignorance, eternal pity, have mercy on us, that with all our heart and mind and soul and strength, we may seek your face and be brought by your infinite mercy into your holy presence. Amen. Please share creative sign of peace with all those around you. <laughs> <laughs>